Welcome to the Indiana 4-H Clover Call Podcast, where our goal is to share information about the people and programs that make the Indiana 4-H Youth Development Program such an important part of our communities. We welcome youth and adult 4-H volunteers, 4-H youth and their families, extension professionals, and any others who are interested in providing positive opportunities for youth. We thank you for joining us for this episode, which begins now. Hello, Clover Call listeners. My name is Ashley Shuffelbarger. I'm a 4-H educator in Marion County, and I am thrilled to talk with some of our 4-H volunteers and young people today all about connections. We want to explore how the connections we make in our neighborhoods, in our schools, and person to person build an impactful program. So we're going to start by talking with Michaela and Sanaya two Marion County 4-Hers who have a lot of understanding about 4-H because, well, they're participating in it. So ladies, can you take a moment and introduce yourselves and share your grade level and how you've been involved in 4-H? Um, okay. Hi, I'm Michaela. I am in 11th grade and I have been participating in 4-H for nine years and I've competed in a number of categories such as sewing, creative writing, um, change makers, and lots of things, honestly. <laughs> Love it. Um, hi, I'm Sanaya. I'm also in the 11th grade. I've never actually submitted a project to the fair before, but through working at the county level, I've mainly focused on civic engagement and um, promoting racial equity within 4-H. And um, through that, I've got to speak a lot nationally and um, statewide. Awesome. So we have two young people with different experiences in 4-H, both as impactful as the other, um, which is pretty amazing. And I think you guys will have a lot to be able to share about the connections that you've made and how that has built your experience in 4-H. So uh, let's go ahead and start our conversation. I'm sure that both of you have built lots of different connections in your life, right? With friends and family members and just your community um, and who we connect with and how we connect with them shapes our worldview. Um, so let's just start with the question, how do you define connection in 4-H and why do you think that connection is important? Um, I would define connection as something that we all just, we feel it together and we understand it together. It's just something that I'm trying not to use the word connect, but like, it's just really that's something that like we all can like relate to and understand each other through on a better level. Yeah, totally. I think it's part of like uh, being part of a, a trustworthy community. Um, that's what it sounds like you're getting at. Like you all feel like you're safe and in a place where you can connect. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I would define connection as a relationship you can rely on. Ooh, I like that too. I like the word rely because that you know, that means that you do have to trust that person, right? And the other person has to trust you. That's a big part of connection. Mm -hmm. So kind of thinking about that, um, you know, I, I think too that with you guys being 
in 11th grade. Both of you are in 11th grade, right? Yeah. So you've got your whole life ahead of you. And one of the best parts of being your age is thinking about like your purpose in life. And I think what it is that you want to do in the future and how you want to spend your time and how you want to make a difference. The connections that you build right now are all very important parts of finding your purpose. Um, And I think that the experiences that you have now tell what your purpose might be, or maybe tell what your purpose isn't (laughs) good or bad. Uh, So can you tell us about some of the people or programs or activities or experiences that you've had in 4-H that have helped you to think about your purpose? Um, I feel like there's a lot of parts of 4-H that I'm like really grateful for because it's made me realize who I am as a person and stuff because I've learned through doing like countless programs and stuff that I just really love to help people in any way that I can mm-hmm. and with that with a tons of different skills and stuff I by going to camp through all these years and being a junior leader and once being a camper and looking up to those counselors and then wanting one day I want to be one of those counselors that those campers look up to and so I think that's helped me a lot with like leadership and just understanding other different people and stuff uh I think I've made a lot of like personal connections through 4-H I have had friends all the way since I first started 4-H, all the way up until now, I make new friends all the time at 4-H. I think they're all very loving people and that we having something like 4-H to connect us all, we just feel very trustworthy, as we said, of everybody. And we know that they'll accept us for who we are. I like that a lot. And I think, yeah, that reminds me that like in 4-H, you have you're going to have new experiences, whether it's like projects that you do or activities that you participate in. And that can be scary or nerve wracking at times, I guess, but to have people around you who you trust and who you're connected with makes that experience more impactful. And like, it makes you feel like you can actually do it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, I feel like a 4-H program that I've really participated in that has like helped me learn my purpose has been teen teachers, which is like a summer uh, youth job program like we where you go around the state and you teach different youth at like summer camps and recreational centers and there's a different less there's a different curriculum that you follow each year and um for a few years we taught computer science and that just really helped me find out that like I really love computer science and STEM and just all of that and also that I love speaking and I love talking and getting to see um youth of color really participate in the program and have fun learning. So that really has helped me find out um, what I want to do and guided me as a high school student trying to figure out what I want to do in my life. Um, Everything that I do, I feel like has connections throughout 4-H. I speak a lot at like, um, since we've been in a pandemic, I don't speak in person, but I've joined a lot of Zoom events and things where I speak professionally and I've been keynote speakers really just talking about race and there's always like one person in the audience who's like kind of important and they listen and then they invite me somewhere else and then like (laughs) I'm just it's the little connections like those that have really been defining my 4-H experience. Yes oh my gosh that's and that's so huge and you're so right I think that at least when I was your age I didn't think a lot about um 
networking. I hate that word networking, but (laughs) it's important to bring up like the people that you know now are the people that help you get where you're going in the future in a lot of ways. And so like, at least for me, I think about my career here in Indianapolis, I wouldn't be where I am today unless I knew the people that I knew 10 years ago and they've helped me find new positions. It's, it really is a lot about the people, you know, and Sanaya, I also love that you brought up the fact that you, you like to see and need to see youth of color represented in 4-H and as a teen teacher, um, what you are doing is providing uh, someone who looks like young people that you're working with to be a caring adult mentor. And that's how we get people involved in 4-H who haven't been involved in the past. We need to have people who look like us and who have had experiences like we've had to help build those connections. That's huge. That's awesome. I do. I also, I think that's amazing that you are able to do that. And I feel a connection to you right now because I also love computer science and just found that out very recently. (laughs) That's amazing. Look at us building connections as we go. (laughs) So that that, there's a quote from um, Dr. Brene Brown, uh, who you guys should look up if you don't know who she is, but she defines connection, which I just love how she defines it as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, where they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. Oh, and I just think that's the most beautiful thing. And I think as a 4-H educator, I think a lot about um, how people are feeling seen, heard, and valued in 4-H and just how meaningful an experience can be if there is a connection. So can you guys tell me about a time when you felt seen, heard, and valued in 4-H? Well, I have my, well, I used to, there's an educator that I used to be very connected with, but she works at the state level now, and her name is uh, Ms. Yamara. Yeah. Yeah. And she really uh, has been like a big, important key factor of like everything I've done and really just exposed me to a lot of opportunities. And at the beginning of like me, when I started at like the county level and state level and I would participate in small programs and events, she would like, um, she would ask me afterwards, she would be like, how did you feel? Like, how did you feel comfortable? She's like, I recognize I recognized that you were the only person of color there. Like, how do you feel? Like, what did you take from this? Like, what needs to happen? And at first I would be like, I'd be like, oh, everything was totally fine. Like, I feel fine. And she would take the time to really like see and recognize me. And she'd be like, no, like, I understand. Please tell me a hundred percent how you feel. And we'll see where we can go from that and like how we can change things and just tell me what you take away from this. So I really feel like a lot of the time she made me feel seen and recognized and heard within the program. And that has helped me want to make sure that other people within 4-H are seen and recognized. Ah, that's, I love that. And shout out to Miss Ziamara <laughs> because she is such a great mentor for young people in that she you know, she gives you experiences, you, you do things together. And she also asks you and reflects with you, um, so that you have voice in your, these experiences that you're going through. And that's, that is so, so, so important. So go Ziamara. 
Um, I, I guess a way that 4-H has always made me feel heard is just by how kind and wonderful all the volunteers and adults are that really help out with the program. I mean, I thank them so much every single day for like what they do for all of us and stuff. So I just have always felt very seen and heard when one of my 4-H leaders reaches out to me and is like, hey, I saw this recently. I think you'd be a really good fit for this. You should reach out. And doing Changemakers, I always felt seen and heard by everybody in the program and that like all my ideas that I was bringing to the table, that they were just valid and something needed to be done about them. And I think I've just always felt that way through 4-H, not really through a specific person, but just through everyone. Mm, that's great. Can you tell us a little bit about Changemakers for folks who might not know what it is? Yes. So Changemakers is a new program that's in that started in Marion County last summer and is now reaching out to multiple counties um, right now, actually. And it's all about just helping young people to create change in things that they are passionate about. So we have tons of different projects going on right now. Mine is all focused on recycling and sustainability in our planet. And we have a lot of other great projects this year about green spaces and dog parks and um, self-defense and just all great topics that need to be spread to for more people to hear about and create awareness. And it's all just about helping those youth strive to see their visions come to life. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, uh, yeah, it's been really cool to see Changemakers expand from Marion County to like central Indiana, um, because it's, it's cool to see all of the ideas of our teens. I mean, it's, I have a lot of hope for our world because of people like you, Michaela and you, Sanaya. Um, that's yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. So last couple of questions and uh, we're kind of shifting to talk more about community and like future goals. Um, but I'm sure you both know 4-H is a really strong community and I like to call us the 4-H family and emails. And when I started, um, I just felt that tight knit community, but as someone who myself is a 4-H outsider, even though I'm a 4-H educator, I didn't participate in 4-H when I was young. I know that sometimes becoming part of the 4-H family can be a challenge. Um, it can be difficult. So with that said, how do you think 4-H can develop stronger connections with our neighbors and our communities? I really just think that um, by sharing the bond that we all have with each other already in 4-H, just openly sharing that with everyone, that it doesn't matter when you start 4-H. Like I was lucky and started 4-H when I was in third grade, right, when I was allowed to. But some people, they don't, they just don't know about the program or anything, and they feel like they can't because they haven't been here as long. But mm -hmm. anybody can do 4-H, and I really believe that if you want to be in 4-H, you can, and we will find a place to make you fit and make you feel included in anything that you want to do. I really think just continuing to share our passion for why we love 4-H so much and just showing everybody else that would really help make our connections a lot stronger. Yeah, I think that is a big part of it is is like sharing what it is that we're passionate about because that kind of stuff sparks joy in other people too. Like it catches on. Um, I feel like 
maybe through um, taking the time to like reach to certain communities. I feel like 4-H is great, but it's not always being like advertised or promoted evenly throughout the state. So I feel like really just taking the time to focus on certain communities and also um, like promoting different aspects of 4-H. A lot of the time it's seen as like one certain solid thing like just ribbons, just competition, just livestock, but it's really so much more and there are so many opportunities. So I feel like through taking the time to advertise to like different communities and different um, youth um, strengths and um, interests, we could form a stronger bond through our forage community. Yes, absolutely. I think that goes back to when we were talking about trust. Like if people don't know about us, then they can't trust us and they won't join the program unless they're able to build connections. Um, And a lot of that is like being familiar with what 4-H is and what it means. And you're right, Sanaya, when you introduced yourself, um, I think you said I've never exhibited a project at the fair or the showcase. And that is a valid and relevant 4-H experience that makes you no less of a 4-H'er than anybody else. And so yeah, I think how we promote 4-H within the state is a really big conversation um, that I think we should continue to have. Okay, what advice would you give to Indiana 4-H to continue to grow our connections across the state? If you could sit and talk with all of our state leaders right now, what might you say to them? (laughs) I'm talking to important people. Uh, (laughs) I... I'm trying to figure out how to say this. I I feel like I wish there was just a way for, because Indiana is such a wide, like, well, not California, but we are still, like, a pretty, like, good amount of space in Indiana. Mm-hmm. So there are just different programs, like, everywhere. And I just feel like that I wish there was a way for us all to, like, be together in a sense more just to show that we have all those connections all throughout the state and that we want to continue to grow them to the places where they aren't necessarily um yep yeah no I like that and I think um you know sometimes Marion County can exist in a bubble in Indiana 4-H or it can feel like it um and so I agree I think it would be really cool to be able to build our connections even through the state with with everyone who participates? Um, I feel like I would tell them to just um, be comfortable with adjust- adjusting their point of view or being able to like imagine themselves in someone else's position because I feel like a lot of the time um, programs or events or things we do are just advertised in a certain way that like, or they're promoted in a certain way that like reaches to certain 4-H's or um, 4-H's with certain criteria and experience. So I feel like we could really like um, expand our 4-H community and just have a lot more youth if um, our leaders were like um, adjusted their point of view a little bit more maybe. I don't want to say that in a rude way. Does that sound rude? No, it doesn't. I think I've never, I mean, really thought about it like that, but just by you saying something, I, I agree. I think it's really important for people to look at things from other people's perspectives and just understand that we're not all the same person here. 
Yep. You got it. And I think it's so easy to feel um, like caught up in processes and tradition a lot of times. And I think 4-H, in addition to lots of other programs, have that same, uh, sometimes it's a challenge, right? Where we want to continue to honor the traditions of our program. And we also want to reach as many people as we can. And our world is changing so, so much. Um, So it's, yes, adjusting expectations and really critically thinking about processes. I think it is the key for us to continue to build new connections in, in our state. Awesome. Is there anything else that either of you feel like you want to share that we haven't had a chance to yet or anything you want to talk about that we haven't? Just that I think 4-H is amazing and that everybody should try and do it in any certain way that you can be just like Zanaya and not ever exhibit a project and still be involved in 4-H in such a huge way. I, I do really believe that it's helped me found my purpose and I think it helps so many people every day find their purpose and what they want to do. I I really believe in 4-H. That's I love that, Michaela. I just want to say, well, I forgot during my introduction to say that I've been a 4-H for five years. And also, um, just when you're doing anything, whether it's 4-H or just whatever you're doing, just approach it with an open mind and um, a kind heart, I guess just ready to learn new things and take new things in. I feel like that's a lot of what 4-H is about, just learning everything. There are so many things you can compete in. There's so many parts of 4-H that you could do. Like, I don't know anything about the competition aspect, but I know all about civic engagement. And there are other people who don't know anything about the civic engagement aspect. There's so many different levels of 4-H and just having an open mind and being ready to learn, whether it's 4-H or anything, is really um, beneficial and great. Yes, yes. The possibilities are endless in 4-H and the possibilities are endless for you too. Also, as you grow and learn and figure out what your purpose is in life, (laughs) I'm so here for it. I'm super excited to keep, you know, building a relationship with you two and learning more about you and just watching you thrive because you guys are awesome. So thank you so much, Sanaya and Michaela, for being part of Clover Call and for talking with me today. Um, uh, like I said before, I'm, I'm so excited about the future of 4-H, uh, particularly because of people like you who impact the program and you are impacting it more than you know. So what we're going to do next is we're going to talk with two 4-H adult volunteers about how they view connections. Um, So for those of you listening to the podcast, stay tuned. And thanks, you two. Welcome back to Clover Call. Um, Now that we've talked with our 4-H youth in Marion County, we are going to talk with two 4-H adult volunteers. Um, And I will go ahead and let them introduce themselves. So without further ado. Hi, I'm Julie Ritchie. I am a 10-year 4-H member from Ohio in Dark County. Um, currently, I am the uh, Marion County Committee uh, Fair Committee Chairperson and will be helping format and run the fair this year for our members. Um, I am a an, on our advisory council in Marion County. I'm on the Perry Power uh, 4-H uh, advisor list, and I am also on their advisory council. 
Awesome. Hi, I'm Linda Bauknick, and I've been a 4-H volunteer for 24 years. I am a club leader in for Beach Grove 4-H, and I have a foods club, a county foods club, and I'm an advisor for the junior leaders. I have served on the extension board. I'm on the 4-H advisory council. I am a member of the fair committee. Um, I and I've done building superintendent. I'm a foods project superintendent. I serve on many county committees. And because I like to volunteer so much, I serve on several community um, committees. So I'd like to keep busy. <laughs> yes, you do. We have two very prolific 4-H volunteers with us, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, so you guys know that we're talking about connection today and and how connection is important for building a great 4-H program. So let's start out with just a simple question, which is how do you define connection in 4-H and why do you think it's important? Oh, so, Julie, are you going first again? <laughs> I can, it's fine. Um, so for me, a uh, little bit of background, I'm also a teacher. And so for me, connection in 4-H is not only the interaction youth to youth, adult to youth and and those types of things, but it's also a connection for kids to find a passion that they enjoy in their their lives. Um, my mom was my 4-H advisor, and her computer guy happens to be a 4-H member who found his passion um, in a project that he did in 4-H. And so, I think connection is important on a person-to-person -person level, but as well as in life for kids to find that connection to something that they really are passionate about. Oh, I love that. Well, I don't know if mine will be as good, but um, I, I look at a connection with people working together um, for a common interest and um, something that they want to um, get finished together. And um, it's a way of making contacts or a way of making um, new friends, um, learning new skills, sharing new interests. Um, the more people that work together um the more that you'll be able to get done and be able to branch out in different areas. Yes, agreed. And I think both of you really talked about um, just the the joy of finding your purpose. And, and that is an essential part of 4-H, right? You have exposure to more things that, that you may not have had exposure to before. Um, and so to be able to be curious about that and figure out, you know, what it is that you're passionate about I think is is a big part of connection in 4-H. So that really brings us to the next question. Um, we talked with our teen 4-Hers about how they are finding their purpose in 4-H or how it's helping them. So I want to ask you guys, um, what are some of the people, programs, or activities in 4-H that have either helped you to think about your purpose or that have that you've seen spark? Um, some joy or purpose in a 4-H-er that you've worked with or been with? I, I enjoy working with um, youth and getting to know their parents and, and just um, making sure that at our club meetings, we have a safe environment and we care. We're caring adults to be there, uh, making it fun for them while they're learning learning different things. And especially I was proud that during the pandemic, we kept our 4-H um, contact communication going during the whole time. Last, a year ago, things were, we weren't sure what to expect. 
what our future was going to be. So I kept, you know, with um, contact through a lot of emails, giving them things to do. Um, and then I did have some drive through at the church where we meet, drive through pickup for their project. So I would put everything in a little instructions and they would drive through come through i could talk to them and um make sure that their families were okay because i think that was important that they needed to um see each other see us and and know that we were still okay too and then we did a tailgate and they could show their um fair projects we did as much outdoors as we could we had safe games we had our awards and some mores night outside um and like i said we stayed outside workshops trying to uh, start with workshops in the the winter and try to um, make things more comfortable as things were kind of letting up and mm -hmm. and restrictions and making sure everything was safe making sure that we followed instructions that Purdue wanted us to do and and have a safe and fun time. I hope that covers it for you. But Great. the communication was very important. Yeah, I was going to say for me, as somebody who's worked at the Marion County Fair and I was a junior leader when I was in 4-H, to watch the little kids come in at fair and get their ribbons and the joy on their face is so exciting. It's it's so mm -hmm. nice and it's and it goes back to that passion that we talked about. It may not be their favorite project, but you know, like, hey, I got a blue ribbon, or I can't find my project because we put our state fair projects in a different spot, and we're like, go look over there, and they oh. get so excited at the joy and and the excitement. And I think in Marion County, especially, I have a, a son who's a sophomore, and he's been in the foods club with Linda and junior leaders, and. He's done the aerospace um, workshops and to watch whether it's him or whether it's the other kids in the activity that it is to see the happiness that some of those programs bring and the connections that they make with the adults and the kids um, is really exciting. And I think, you know, I grew up in a very rural area in Ohio and 4-H was sewing and foods and cows and pigs and chickens and horses. And it's not that in Marion County. I think there's a lot of other things that um, that our members can enjoy and um, look forward to doing. Yeah, agreed. And well, going back to Linda's, Linda, your your discussion about what you guys did during the pandemic to help strengthen those connections with your families. Um, I, I think a lot about that as an essential element and piece of what we do in 4-H. And you had some really innovative stuff going on. I really liked when you were talking about your s'mores drive through night because it's those simple things like that, right? That that help us to build trust with each other and help us to feel like the 4-H family, which is something we talked about with, our, with the teens too. Um, and yeah, so I think that's just awesome. And, and Julie, I think you're right too. We talked with the teens about how 4-H helps you both to find your purpose, but also you kind of find out what it isn't in lots of cases. Um, so it's good to be able to, to explore all of the different options, even if they're not always your favorite. <laughs> that is true. I can say like with the, my son, he says, I don't want to do that project anymore on certain things. Like he has yep. found and he found the ones he wants to continue and he's done every year. And I think that's just as important for kids to find out too is things they don't enjoy to eliminate, you know, 
I don't want to do that forever. I don't want to yep. do that anymore. And that's a, an important thing for our members to learn as well. Yes, absolutely. So um, I want to move on to our next question. Um, there's a really great quote that I brought up uh, earlier with our teens from Dr. Brene Brown, and she defines connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. So we've talked a lot already about how our young people feel seen, heard, and valued in 4-H. Um, can you as adults tell me a time when you felt seen, heard, and valued in our program? Linda, do you want to go? I, I can go. Okay, I guess go ahead. Uh, I, I've been around for, for a, a while and I've seen, you know, things change and educators come and go. But um, I, I enjoy being at if I'm at a meeting and I'm asked opinion and it's or an idea, I share that and it's um, and they like and it's liked, you know, and mm -hmm. and um or asking for my advice or how did you do that? And and that means that, you know, my opinion matters. So I really enjoy that. Or asking to participate in something. And then um, one thing that I thought I was nominated by one of our peer um, leaders, my peer leaders for award that was given at the 4-H Leadership Summit. And that was for outstanding um, club leader programming and I couldn't believe I would I didn't think I anybody paid attention so I, I mm -hmm. thought that was pretty neat that meant a lot and I could share at that event um, some of what I do what I do with my with the clubs and that especially the foods club mm. is a lot of fun to work with yeah and that brings up a good point Linda that I feel like volunteers are you know you guys do do a lot of the background work so sometimes it can just feel nice to feel like oh what I'm doing is is people are seeing it and they're recognizing it and acknowledging it and that's nice it's fun to get those awards and I think sometimes though it's the simple um, at our last month's for each meeting um, we had decided that we were going to pick three projects since we weren't doing a project of the year to really focus on in our meetings one of them was aerospace and we didn't have any junior leader members who were as comfortable with the rocket project to do. So I went ahead and did it. And I just did it as a mom of somebody that's done rockets and realized it's not my thing. Um, and so, but there were kids that were on that call who said, the mom went, thank you so much because we just found the project that he wants to do. So I think sometimes it's just the simple thank you from a parent or from a kid or the joy that you see, like, even if it's not recognized by anybody else, but just that inner, like, I saw that happen. And I, I mean, this kid was so into it. And his mom, when it was done, goes, can I still sign up for this project? And, you know, can, and, and I think just Aww. those thank yous from the parents when the meeting's done and they come up and they go, thank you for doing what you do. Um, you know, it's nice to get the big accolades, but sometimes just knowing that there are people that see what you're doing, even if they don't, always say it, but just that every so often, hey, thanks for doing what you do. Um, nothing big. Uh, it doesn't always have to be the big things. It's the little things, the the happiness on the kid's face when they finish an in, you know, an in-club project. For me, it's those things. I, I mean, the great big things are fantastic. And it's nice to get the, you know, plaque to hang on the wall or the 
the acknowledgement, but the kids just, you know, the happiness and the joy when it's done for them is for me a big deal. And I think in a meeting, I like sharing those ideas and hearing what others do and being able to share what I do with other leaders is important as well um, to make everybody's program better. So, you know, when we, in the past, we've had meetings and, and we still do it kind of informally. Hey, what did you do at this meeting? Or how are you doing virtual? And, you know, to share those thoughts and ideas because there's no need to recreate the wheel. If somebody's doing s'mores night, I can do s'mores night. I haven't, but we could, you know, like, yeah. Yep. And I think that's just a good way to be acknowledged, to share with others, to say, hey, this is what we did. And I'm really proud of it, I think is a big deal as well. Yeah, I agree. I really like that. And it made me think a little bit about like as a 4-H educator, um, recently we did a program at an elementary school and we had like 60, you know, kids that we were working with um, and we hadn't seen them in a few months, but we did the head, hands, heart health with them. Mm -hmm. And even a few months later, I knew that we had made an impact with them because they all remembered head, hand, hearts, and health. And I was just amazed at that. So you're right. Sometimes it is just the little moments that that you can see someone's passion or you can see their joy um, yeah. gives gives you a warm fuzzies inside. <laughs> and, I think, and I think as leaders, sometimes we forget to, to think about those things. You know, we think about we're behind the scenes doing that and you don't think about the joy that you know, I made some kids day by just saying, please make a paper airplane and, you know, like, look at this. And, you know, it's the little things that you have to keep reminding yourself that, hey, that's why I do this. So, yeah, absolutely. May I, could I share another, uh, another point, if that's all right? Totally. Uh, last night, our, our foods club had our foods challenge and uh, uh, was trying to gather uh, how many were going to be there. And one, um, one mom contacted me and said that her daughter couldn't be there. And it was like her last year, she's a senior and she had participated in every, everything. And I would have never guessed that, um, she, her mom said that she had learned a lot and had fun and just enjoyed being there and was going to be sad to miss. And I, that meant a lot because I would have never guessed that or to hear um, that there were a couple that had changed their schedules because they wanted to be at this event. So oh. that made me feel good because it, they enjoyed being there and that it was fun. So, yeah. yeah. And that, kids, and that, that shows that, that you have built very strong connections, even if you don't always realize it with mm -hmm. your young people and your families. So that's huge. Um, mm -hmm. All right. So last couple of questions, and these are about community. Um, so we've talked a little bit about our specific 4-H program in Marion County. Um, thinking about 4-H in our county, how do you think that we can develop stronger connections with our neighbors and communities down the road? I, I think some of the um, things that we can do is be part of the community. You know, when we're, whether if they have like a little fair or something or a farmer's market or just to maybe have an information booth uh, to share 4-H because we're part of the community, um, kind of go that everywhere. If it's in a library, just, you know, talk about it because word of mouth really um, spreads good things around. You know, if they're having fun, then they're going to tell their friends that they're having fun coming, but just getting the word out there, no matter how small the event because sometimes you think, oh, I don't know if I have time to do that. And if you take the time 
to go and make a presence and somebody will remember that you were there. Yep. Yep. I like that. And that, that really speaks to the person to person kind of connection that, that can be extremely important, especially for some of our like smaller neighborhood communities. I think Mm -hmm. Indianapolis is interesting because we do kind of exist in little pocket neighborhoods. Um, So I, I agree, Linda, I think the person to person interaction is really big. I think that's good. And I also think connecting our members to other partners is fantastic. I know my son's been involved in some programs where speakers have come in from um, different areas like Foods Club did City Market and some chefs there and Changemakers has done and brought in partners. And I think just connecting different areas of our community to our members and letting them interact to see this is what happens here is important for our members to look at and see. Um, So finding ways to just connect um, businesses to either individual clubs or the county is a fantastic way for um, not only 4-H to be seen in the community, but for the community to give back to um, youth and individuals as well. Mm, I love that. And that really takes us to our last question, which is uh, some of our state specialists will be listening to this podcast and some folks who represent state 4-H. So thinking beyond our county, what advice um, or thoughts do you have about how we grow our connections as 4-H across the state? I think it would be really cool. I'm not, do you want to go ahead, Linda? I'm I'm not an animal person, but I think uh, like taking Marion County 4-H and bringing in other counties and for like, and showcase our programs would be great. But I think getting our kids out and seeing, hey, what do you have to do to, to show a cow at the county fair would be a really cool thing that I'm going to guess a lot of our kids don't know um, and maybe haven't seen before. And so I think just allowing some county to county interaction that I've not seen in Ohio or in Indiana would be a really cool um, aspect for our students to see what other counties do, um, because I don't know that a lot of members know that in either county. Yep. And I thought that um, offering, continue to offer opportunities to the youth like they are are doing. I think that that's really important. Don't let up on that. Just offer a variety of different things that they can. And like what Julie was saying, you know, to learn what another county, maybe there could be, our county could go visit another, you know, um, county office and just learn some things through that. It's just all who you know that you can connect with and, and learn some new things and makes everything all better. I was just thinking based on what Linda just said, even if you don't take them to other counties, just having like a sister 4-H club in a different area of the state Mm -hmm. to talk about what um, types of activities they do, maybe a Zoom call or, you know, maybe you don't travel there, but, you know, I'll bet a kid's never been to, you know, pick a, a county. There are many of our members who have never been to a big rural county and just do like a sister yeah. club program um, with somebody in Southwest or Northeast or, you know, whatever, Indiana would be really cool. Yeah, that's such a cool idea. And I think too, some of our teens, well, one of our teens on the call was actually in Changemakers and she was talking about how neat it was to be able to talk with with people even in the donut counties, you know, in central Indiana. Yeah. Uh, 
and and how like world expanding that was for her. So I think that, yeah, you've got it. I think that building those like person to person, even virtual connections between counties can help our 4-H family to, to just grow and get closer. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks you too. I feel like I learned so much. Um, I continue to learn so much from you too. Um, and I'm really appreciative that you have been part of Clover Call today. Um, I told our teens also, but personally, I'm very excited about the future of 4-H uh, because of people just like you um, who bring so many awesome experiences and thoughts and ideas to our program. So thank you. Um, and for the folks who are listening to the podcast, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we hope you enjoyed and we hope you tune in for our next podcast too. All right. Bye. Thanks everyone. for having us. Bye-bye. Bye. Interested in learning more about Indiana 4-H? We invite you to visit our website, extension.purdue.edu slash 4-H, or contact your local Purdue Extension office and ask for the 4-H Youth Development Extension Educator. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. We look forward to joining you again on the next Indiana 4-H Clover Call.